Hay que preparar el tecito. Y acompáñame a mí, Carla Toledo, en Échame el Té Podcast. Hola, hola chicos. Ojalá estén todos bien. I am liking these new podcasts, the new vibe that we're giving. I hope that you guys are also able to like it. Please send me feedback in the messages on Instagram. I am more than willing to see what I can do to accommodate and to fix my issues. Because obviously I don't have, I'm not perfect, right? Pero, um, estamos tratando de, pues, crear una cultura donde, pues más que nada, mi, mi meta en estos podcasts es crear una cultura um, de, de personas pues que ya más probablemente ya siguen ustedes. Y, y esas personas pues tienen metas en, en, en cultivar la cultura y cultivar muchas cosas just like they they're just motivated to be an example to our community and so i i am really blessed um for today today our interview um is with Vianney Areli she is a tiktok sensation her poems are always um you know going viral because they're so good and i want to give you a little bit of like bio from her so vianney areli is a multi-passionate artista fronteriza from tijuana she started writing in her diary as a little girl to express what she couldn't verbalize and realize writing was her purpose when she won a writing contest in sixth grade Fifteen years later, she has two books published, Girasol and The Plants Are Burning. She writes poetry to heal her inner child and teen, but also as a testament and love letter to her family, culture, and community, and the generational trauma that haunts them. She enjoys exploring other ways of poetic expression and storytelling like podcasting, jewelry making, and visual art. She is amazing, and I hope you guys like you know, the interview. Um, well, let's go to it. Gracias por estar aquí. I'm so excited to show you guys somebody so special to me that I found on TikTok a couple, I would say two years ago. Um, she is so inspirational and I'm so excited for you guys to hear a little bit of, you know, her backstory and everything. Con ustedes, Vianney Jareli. Welcome. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited. I was nervous to reach out to you because I was like, she she has a book. Like <laughs> she's not gonna answer my message. <laughs> no, honestly, like uh, one thing about me is like for everything, um, I always check my messages and when it comes to like um, collabs or like doing projects with other artists like myself, like, you know, like Latina and or like women, um, small artists, I always say yes. I say yes to everything just because I, I don't even consider myself to be like big or anything like that. And, and I always do what I the way that I want to be supported, I like supporting other people. So that's like when you told me like, oh, I don't know if you're going to want to do it. I was like, no, of course, because to me, that's exciting. And I would love for somebody to also support me in that way. That is so awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, in the intro, I gave a little bit of background of her, but she, I, I'm pretty sure 
um, you've seen her videos of on TikTok because she's gotten viral a couple times. When would you say that you started getting viral on TikTok? Um, I think maybe it was, so for this, this account that I have now, I think it was when I posted the poem about, um, I think it was, um, Sueños Americanos de Vivir Otras Vidas, something like that. And it was a poem about how my mom used to take me and my sister around rich neighborhoods when we were little. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And I remember posting that because it was a poem that I wrote one day. I went to the beach um, with my boyfriend and it was like in San Diego and there was like rich, rich houses. And I just had that memory. And then I went home and I wrote the poem and I was like, yeah, I'm going to make the poem and I'm going to add some music to it. Like, like nostalgic music in the background. And because the memory was just so vivid to me. Um, and then I just posted it and I didn't think anything of it to be honest. Like I was just posting it just for the fun of it. And then it just kind of blew up and people were really relating and people were sharing their stories too, of how their moms or their dads would also do that too, like take them around rich neighborhoods or going around, uh, parades during the holidays. So it was really awesome to see people sharing their stories and seeing how common it is in our culture and our community and also the shared feeling of nostalgia like that nostalgic Mm -hmm. feeling um so that's kind of like when i was like damn like there's so many people that share the same memories the same traumas trauma from you know being you know immigrants or children or children of immigrants and i just kept on writing poems like that and uploading them and then from there more poems kind of got um like views and engagement but it was mostly because of how people were relating to it i love i love your content like it has healed me in so many ways and something that i really appreciate is the spanglish that you literally like use the english words and then you put you know put some spanish words in it it feels so like refreshing and and, like yeah like how you said like it just brings like memories and you're healing me without knowing i'm like i didn't know i had this trauma (laughs) and uh like i guess what where did everything start from like how did you start writing started writing and also I also just like a little promo right here I have a podcast which is called Nostalgias Fronteritas and I talk about I share the story of how I started writing um so I've always been a very mm-hmm. and I'm also the oldest daughter in my family I have a sister a younger sister she's younger um, for those años. Uh-huh. and so growing up I my sister struggled a lot and and so did my dad, and so did my mom, and so I, I, I was always the, the kid to just stay quiet, and I remember I would tell my therapist that when I think of me as a child, I think of myself as a secondary character. I think of myself as just somebody who was observing things going on in my family, both good and bad, and I never had much to say just because I didn't want to add to the stress going on in my family so what I would do is I always had a lot of journals and like diaries Mm -hmm. and I would just write like write my emotions or my thoughts my dreams and I I started just writing as a coping 
and expressing things. Mm-hmm. And then when I when I moved to going to school in the U.S. because I was going, I went to elementary school in Tijuana. Oh, and then wow. when I was in sixth grade, I my parents decided that they wanted my sister and I to go to school in San Diego because it's like a border town. So yeah. we just crossed the border to go to school. And I think my mom told my teacher in sixth grade that I liked the writing because there was like a writing contest going on. And my teacher, his name is Mr. Rosillo. He, he came up to me and he told me that he wanted me to join to enter the contest. And I was just like, I said no at first because back then I didn't know much English. Like I knew the basics. I knew like, you know, like how to say hi and like things like that. But I remember on my first day of sixth grade, my teacher asked me to read a sentence of the book that the class was reading and to read it out loud. And then I remember looking at the page on the book and I couldn't understand anything that was oh my goodness. on the book. Yeah, like it was everything still looked so confusing. Like I just I couldn't understand it and I obviously I couldn't read it out loud because I was just so embarrassed. And then I started crying because I was embarrassed mm. and I ran out of the classroom like all dramatic. So when my teacher asked me to to enter the contest, I was like, There's no way that I'm gonna go into a contest and it was an essay contest. So I had to write a five paragraph essay. And I told them like I can because I don't I don't know how to write in English or at least I don't think I can write to the level of the people that will be participating. And he told me that he would help me that we would use um, Google Translate, con el diccionario, con lo que sea. And so then I gave in and I said yes. And then um, he helped me. And like I wrote the essay and then whenever I needed help, he would help me. And then like a couple of weeks later. My mom gets a call from him, and it turns out that I won. I won the writing Wow. Yeah. And I was just like, what? Like, oh, my God. And so then there was, like, this award ceremony, and there were different levels. There was the elementary level, middle school, high school, and then adult. And so I won the elementary school level. And we were supposed to read our piece to an audience. And I remember my mom, my dad, and my sister came and my teacher too and then the rest of the the place was filled with strangers people I had never seen in my life so then when I went up to read my piece I was reading it and then I remember looking up and I see my mom crying and my dad people like the strangers in the room were crying oh my gosh I always tell people like this, that was the exact moment I'm not even exaggerating like that was the exact moment that I knew that writing was my purpose and I wanted to write for the rest of my life because I was like how can people that don't even know me and that don't even know because my piece was about, about my mom so I was like they don't know my mom they don't know me they don't know my family so how how are they crying which is my words and yeah that's when I realized the power that writing had for me and I was I was determined I was like okay this is gonna be my career I want to be a writer and from then on, I never stopped writing, and it's been 15 years, and wow. I've never stopped. You literally gave me chills when you were describing that. I, I was like, oh, my gosh, that is so amazing. Like, oh, um, I do have a question about your writing. What do you do to prepare? Like, to, like, you know, set the scene, or, like, what do you do to prepare to just write something? Or does it just pop up, or, or how does it happen? Yeah, so... Um, my writing has been through many, 
like stages. Uh, my writing a couple years ago when I was in college was very political. I used to write a lot about like Mexican politics and like letters to the president. So to prepare for that, I used to like sit in my room and literally just read the news. And then I would get so angry and so like me daba como impotencia. And that's when I would start writing a book because my, I mean, my poems, because my poems are very, are driven by emotions. So in order to feel that emotion of wanting to write very heavy and angry poems, I needed to be angry. So I would read the news from Mexico. But then my poems now, those are a little bit more natural and they come organically like that story i shared about my poem of uh, sueños americanos that one came naturally like just from remembering and having a memory vividly playing in my head and it happens with most if not all of my poems like i always tell people and give examples of like sometimes i'll be walking down the street and then i see a girl with her dad and i start thinking of my dad and i start feeling sad and i start feeling heartbroken all over again and so then I go home and I pull out my notes app and I just write and I start writing and writing until I feel better and then I save that poem and whenever I feel like it's ready to be posted for the public that's when I upload it to my social media but it's mostly from memories because a lot of my poems are about things in the past so it's whenever a memory pops up it can always be also like from a smell or from a song or a music, anything that reminds me of anything from my childhood or my teenage years, the poem just comes naturally. That's so awesome. I It's funny that you mentioned like the, the father um, situation because one of my favorite poems from yours is one about talking about like, you're like questioning your father like of his actions and mm-hmm. that hit my daddy issues to the core and and i was like oh oh i feel that (laughs) and i know like i would that's one of my favorite poems like i even have it saved in my favorites on tiktok because i really like it and i like sharing it too and i i think i duetted you and i read it and i read it like out like out loud to like um Mm -hmm. my following and um and i was like crying reading it but yeah it's so like it's just amazing like all your I love how you create something and it's awakening a lot of feelings that a lot of people have probably like hidden or um, feelings that they didn't even know they had. And the way you're like embracing that, you know, that's something that's obviously from your life, but you're embracing it and you're bringing it to like attention. And the way you use these words, like, yeah, like you're saying, like about you being mad. Like, I've heard poems of yours where you're like, you sound like disturbed. You sound like mad. And I love that because it's like, whoa, like people think poems are like oh happy like happy sunshine but no it's there is this poem like and i love that about you Uh, it's just so amazing what do you think like uh, apart from like um sorry apart from writing these poems like do you think you like like to like read them out loud as as well or is it just is it easier for you just to write them down or like what what's easier for you Usually, I I think what's easier and more organic for me, just because it's all I've known all my life, it's a practice that I've been doing since I was little, is writing things down. And right now that you were mentioning the poems, um, 
the poem to my dad, stuff like that. I think a lot of them are to, they're like letters to my family because I just, I have so much I want to say to my dad, but I haven't seen my dad in years and I haven't communicated with him for years. There's also so many things I want to say to my mom, but I also don't want to make her sad. And I still have that like daughter guilt. Um, so I just have so many things I wish I could say to so many members of my family and even to myself that I'm scared to say them. So I just write them down and it's like writing letters that I'll never send. And I used to do that when I was in college. Um, and my dad, I've been pretty open about the story of my dad. My dad, when I was in college, he was in jail for a couple of years. And so I used to write letters to him like on my computer and then just keep them there. Obviously, I never sent them. And I, I also used to call him and then hung up because I was just so scared of hearing his voice or like of him hearing my voice. So for me, it's very easy to just write these things down and then keep them. And there are some poems that I haven't even like posted online or haven't read just because of how heavy they are to me and I'm just not ready. Um, but then once I, I feel ready and that I can like handle reading it out loud, I do it um, because for some reason I, I hate crying. Like in front of people, I cried before during like events. Um, this a couple months ago, I did a I was a keynote speaker for a graduation, and I I read a poem for my parents, and I, I was just so emotional because when I graduated, my parents couldn't be there, so then I felt like it was a full circle moment for me, but. Como que la emoción me regresó, so then I started crying, and I don't know, I just, I, I, I feel so bad crying in front of people because I don't want people to feel bad for me. So I think what's, to answer your question, what's easier is just writing them down. Yeah. And then it takes me a little bit, it takes me a while to just feel more comfortable saying it out loud. I think also because of the kind of person I am, that I am not very expressive, and I'm very bad at verbal communication. So... I guess that's why I'm a writer because <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it's easy to just write everything. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense because you were saying how you were growing up, and you know, in your childhood. Um, so your your mom doesn't have any idea of, of your creation or or how like do you keep it on the down low or? So my mom, she has read my she read my first book and then she i gave her my second book mm -hmm. um but a lot of the poems that i created recently that i have posted on instagram and on tiktok uh, a lot of them are not on my second book so my second book the plants are burning is kind of a love letter to my inner child and i on the book people buy my book they get a postcard explaining why i published this book before the other one which will contain all of the poems that people have seen on TikTok and Instagram. And it's because I wanted to first be able to heal my inner child and inner teen. So a lot of these poems have to do with memories of myself, not so much about my family. There oh. is a small section in this book that is titled Con Amor Para Mi Familia. And it's like four poems for, no, like five poems for my mom, my dad, my family. And so she read this one and she liked it but she has not read the other of my poems <laughs> which i'm nervous about because I, I despite everything and anything i'm still very scared of making my mom sad or seeing her sad like 
I don't know. It even breaks my heart thinking about it. So we will see <laughs> how she reacts to those. Yeah, because they're intense. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that that would bring a lot of like family healing? Like, even though it would hurt, and obviously she, you know, she'd probably be sad. But do you think it would be bring more awareness of like what happened and like how you felt during those times? I think, I think so. I wanna believe that it will bring us closer and make us stronger because I feel like there are a lot of things that are unspoken in my family, a lot of feelings that are haven't been spoken about. And I think it's because of how taboo it is sometimes in families in our culture to talk about, you know, mental health or even acknowledging generational trauma. I think there's a lot of members in our families that don't even know that that exists or oh, yeah. don't even realize that there's patterns that are being repeated. And on the one hand, I think at first, I, I do think it will be maybe painful for my mom to see those things um, and face those things because I know my mom like had a rough childhood and she has also has, I have a poem about that. My mom also has a ginormous mother wound and a complex relationship with her mom. And so I think facing those things are hard. And I can say for myself too, because when I started therapy, my mental health kind of went downhill because I started facing a lot of, you know, ghosts and reopening wounds that yeah. I had kind of blocked in order to cope and survive. So I think it will be hard, but I am hoping that once it is spoken, we can release those feelings and we can, no sé, como sentir alivio de que por fin ya se dijo y ya lo sacamos. Yeah, I feel like in our culture, like people put it like in a, you know, they put it away, they put it away and they put it away, they put it away, and then that's why they react so. Cuando se enojan bien rápido, or like they yeah. react, they do things out of anger. When in reality, like if you would open up and mm -hmm. feel it, it, it would be very different reactions. So it's amazing that you're doing that. It's amazing that you're advocating for that because I feel like, yes, you're setting your words and doing that, but you're also opening up um, to the, the viewer who is older, you know, who is mm -hmm. like our parents or, you know, and like, so it's, we, there's that, that, that access as well. So mm -hmm. I think it's so amazing that what you're doing and, and like, I don't know. It's just, I, it's, I, there's just so much. It's just, I, honestly, like the, hearing your poems, like, like I said before, they have healed me a lot, but it's just crazy. Cause like, obviously you're learning you're feeling it and it's you and everything but at the same time it's like how how like how did you think about this like oh, I, <laughs> and I, I i don't know i feel like i feel like you're doing more than just creating poems you're advocating for mental health and you're advocating for you know for a more you know a more healthy um family orientations and it's just a lot of things it's just it's so amazing so i truly appreciate that you could share that and like obviously i'm not the only one but that you're that you're doing that thank you um what would you say is like your most like favorite poem that you've done mm. oh 
Uh, I think maybe I have two. So I think one, which is not in my book, but it's also one that got, that was received very well, is the one about crying in a lavanderia. I don't know if you've seen that one. Um, and it's, it's a poem about, and I, that one also came very natural to me. Like I was at the lavanderia washing my clothes and it was around the holidays. And during the holidays, I get very emotional because of, um, you know, my family dynamics and it's during the holidays, it's just like my mom, my sister and I, and I just get very emotional. So I was at the lavanderia and I was feeling so sad. And for some reason I was, I felt very felt very lonely and seeing families washing their clothes it kind of and then I went home and I wrote the poem and even when you hear it and when I I hear it myself now like almost half a year later I can feel and hear the pain in my voice but it's it's one of my favorite poems because it's something so simple like going to the lavanderia and washing clothes and it's something also so intimate too going with your family and doing that and so that one is one of my favorites and then another one that is in my book in the section for my family there's a poem about how and that one i think it's all in spanish but it's about how in another life um my grandma my mom myself and my future daughter like we're all together and we become a tree and then i say que somos una somos felices sin peso ni dolor ancestral and then at the end, I say, in algún otro mundo, en este escribo poesía. So that one is my favorite because it's like the possibilities of how in an alternate reality or parallel universe, like we could have been happy and we could have been together with no generational weight on our backs. But unfortunately, that is not the life and the world that we live in. So all I have left to do is write poetry about it. Ooh, ooh. That gets me in the feels. Okay, so in that the book that you're mentioning, because you mentioned the first one, the second one, can you give us a little bit of like um, the reasoning behind it, the name, and also the details about how to order it if somebody's interested? Yeah, so my book is um, The Plants Are Burning, and that one that one you can pre-order right now, but I think what's today, the 14th, oh, tomorrow there will be the restock. So after tomorrow, you can order until it is out of stock. And then, um, so that book has poems from, I wrote, I believe like from 2015 up until now. So they are poems that I started writing when things kind of, went downhill in my family mm -hmm. and 2015 was my first year of college so my first year of college was when my parents separated and then my dad kind of like became um a drug addict and an alcoholic that he went to jail and so things it was like a domino effect of thing after thing happening so i was writing a lot of poetry and so some of the poems are during that time and during that era and then they contain poems that I wrote now when I, because my, my poetry completely shifted when I, when I began therapy and I started therapy in 2020. So when I was 26, I believe, and my perception of my family completely shifted. I think I, I already said that my mental health went downhill mm -hmm. because I, I started questioning a lot of things and 
como que me di cuenta de muchas cosas y muchos traumas, so many stories. I started putting two and two together, and so then I started writing poetry to, to cope with that now. So that is what this book is, and it is a love letter to my inner child and my inner, inner teen um, trying to heal. And mostly I am just trying to release those traumas and those emotions that kind of have haunted me from when I was a child because I also talk about some things that happened in my childhood um, and the title is The Plants Are Burning because I, when I was in college and I was getting together a collection to pretty much just to organize it into a book so that I could publish it in the future and I started noticing that there was a lot of plants and fires present and I was like that is so weird like why am I writing so much about plants and about fires and so I started like digging into it and that's when I uncovered some traumas from my childhood and from my college years that were related to plants and fires and so that's why I decided to title it that way and each poem in the book ha is either titled planta or fuego oh. and so that is yeah so that is this book and then on the 28th I just announced it today I am coming out with, it is the same book, but it is the translated version. So it's going to be on the left pages of the book. It's going to be all Spanish and on the right is all English. Because as you know, I do write in Spanglish because I am, I'm fronteriza, si hablo yo, yo así como que mezclo los dos idiomas. And so that is why I published my first book that way. But I had gotten a lot of messages from people telling me that they wanted to give my book to their moms or their tías and that they couldn't understand English. So they asked if I could come out with a translated version. And then I was like, well you know my family doesn't understand english that well either and if i say that i write not just for myself and my inner child but also for my family and my community then i need to make my work accessible to the people i am writing for so that's why i decided to make the translated version and that one is coming out in two weeks on my my website which is um dna carelli and then the letter c um dot com you can also find it like on linked on my Instagram and my TikTok. That's awesome. September twenty eighth, correct? Mm -hmm. It's yes. so awesome. I love that. I love that you did like the translation. Like that'll give an opportunity to. I'm buying one for my mom. I'm like, you need to read this, lady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But now open up a lot of discussions to everybody who's, you know, supporting you and who, who gets to open this book with their, their family. So that's amazing. I love that you implemented that. I do have another question, and this is, like, something why I, like, ended up being such a fan of your of your content. Um, I love, yes, poems. Um, and I remember listening to other poems, other people who, who write poems and... Um, it was just them facing the camera or with a good lighting or or whatever it is but your content what is so different and so unique and what catches i think the words to be actually implemented into in my case like into my brain into my heart is like how you use like things of like the barrio like you use like cars or like little baby jesus or like you know um so what what made you think of that like like what did you think like oh let's let me just implement this like 
So uh, for me, the reason why I decided to do that was because I one is I didn't want to be like me physically or like my face or just myself to be the like the como lo que tuviera atención en mis poemas. Yeah. I I didn't want to be like the focus of it because I. I write my poetry, when I write it on my notes app or my journals, it's just for me and it's intimate between myself and I and my inner child. But once I decide to publish it and for it to be available to the public when I feel comfortable doing so, I don't want it to be about me anymore. I think that once I do that, it becomes like it's for the community and it's for my family or whoever reads it. And so when I when I decided to create the videos, I didn't want to include myself in it because I wanted, and I had a, actually talked about this with a brand I'm working on, um, but I had to create a video for I told them that I, I didn't want to be a part of the video because I want whoever is watching it and listening to be able to imagine themselves in the environment that I present to them. I want people to also feel the nostalgia that I feel for home, whatever that may mean for you. For me, it's like Mexico and Tijuana. So I want people to be able, if they can relate to my words, I want them to also be able to relate to the images. And I want it to be a whole experience of, because it would be different if I was just like standing in front of the camera and like reading the poem. It would just be, I think it would be a little less special and it wouldn't be as moving as, you know, seeing parts of Mexico or parts that remind you of your hometown or your parents' hometown. So uh, overall, it's I just want people to kind of... Que se sumerjan como en una, una experiencia en donde pues, las personas se puedan sentir como que son parte de ese, de ese video. Also, I, I want them to even imagine themselves saying the words that I'm saying. Wow. That's awesome. And that that's awesome because now your words are not just a, like, yeah, it's awesome that they can give you credit and everything, but it's like people use it. And I've seen it a lot where they use your sounds and they do like a little coffee run or whatever it is, but like they use your sounds and like it's, and they're doing kind of the same thing as you, but putting it into their, like in their life and what r reminds them of your words, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's so awesome. I really like that. I, when I saw like, especially the fonts, the fonts that you use, they're so fun. So it like oh. catches the eye. So I love that. I really do. Like it, like it's unique and it's, um, I don't know. It's just, you, you know, if you're listening, you got to go like listen to them, all of them, just go like all of them. <laughs> um uh wow um i do have a, another question in regards to like your book you do have like specific artwork that you you've done in the, your books and you have like stickers as well or things like that um and you've also like posted some other things with like some kind of artwork and what what inspires you and like what's the reason you do that so for the artwork on my book the cover of my book so i i decided to do the cover because i i just wanted to do everything in my book like everything so that because it is something so personal and intimate to me i i wanted to be the one in charge of making the decisions for it 
Um, and so for the cover of my book, I, so I, I chose a photo that I took when I went to Guanajuato with my mom and my sister. It was for my mom's birthday and it was, I believe like six years ago. And my grandpa on my mom's side, he's from Guanajuato. So my mom loves going there. And so I took this photo and it has, I'm looking at my book right now. So I'm looking at the cover. It has like mascaras tradicionales that are used in there are like a mixture of like indigenous and African um, cultures and they're, they're used in Mexico a lot. Oh. So it is a photo of that. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, I kind of just drew on it and I drew like um, a fire and I drew plants. And the reason for that is because there's a poem in my book about that too. So when I was in first grade, uh, my cousin passed away in a fire next to my house and we were very close so um, a, a couple of days after he passed away I was taken to a therapist to kind of so they could check on me and see if I was doing okay because my you know my cousin had passed away and um, I remember being in the psychologist's office and she I was a kid so the way that therapy work then was like la psicóloga me daba un papel y me dio colores and then she asked me to kind of paint how I was feeling and I remember like painting like a house and I painted like a fire <laughs> and so that's why I decided to draw on top of the photo and kind of draw in a childlike way to kind of resemble the way that I was expressing myself in the therapist's office with just like mm. I couldn't really express the pain that I felt and I couldn't really also understand what it meant like like the fact that my cousin had passed away in a fire, like I, I didn't understand anything about death or anything. So the only thing that I could do was paint on the paper. So then that's why I, I did the cover like that. And then for the reason, same for the reason artwork that I have, I have some uh, postcards and stickers on my website. If you, if you look at the art, it's also very childlike. It's como así nomás rellonear. And I do it as like, this is my inner child expressing her feelings through art and no más rellenando because you know your child like no no sabes mucho de no entiendes muchas cosas but you know no más puedes pintar y expresarte pues a través del arte so this is that's why my art looks the way that it looks it's kind of like it's kind of like if I was doing a collab between my adult self and my four-year-old me or like six-year-old me wow yeah that is so awesome but that makes a lot of sense because i remember seeing it and i'd be like and you mentioned about like the the arte and i didn't even see it until i closed it up and i was like no you know you're right but i was so like focused on the red like the fire i was so focused on the scribbles that i was like I I wonder like what where it comes from, but yeah, that it means a like it, you're literally ex- exactly what you said. It just makes so much sense. Um, that is so awesome. I, I aparte de que seas talentosa en tus poemas, you also create jewelry. And tell me a little bit of why that started, and what like what what's what's kept it from going. You know, like how. Perdón, se me fue el inglés. Like, ¿por qué lo sigues haciendo? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, my jewelry, ahorita la tengo como un poquito abandonada because thankfully I've been busy with my books and my, like, my writing. 
But um, that one, I started doing it way back, probably like 2015 is when I started selling my first earrings. And that was because I, when I lived in San Francisco and so I moved to San Francisco after high school to go to college. And like I said, my first year of college, my parents separated and kind of everything went downhill, including my bank account, my mental health, everything. So I was so broke. And I have poems about that in my book, like being so broke. I couldn't even afford to pay for the bus. I couldn't even pay $2 for the bus. Wow. And um, so I was so broke. And I remember that during that time, 2015, 2016, uh, the pom-pom earrings were trending. Like people were wearing pom-pom earrings. And... I just loved them. I thought they were so fun, so cute, but I couldn't, obviously I couldn't afford them. I couldn't even pay for the bus. So I decided to make them myself and I went to like, I think I went to Michael's and I made them and I was just wearing them. It was um, primary colors. So it was like red, yellow, and then blue and red on the other side. Mm -hmm. And I would just wear them. And I, I remember I took a photo and I uploaded it on Instagram and then a couple of people messaged me and they were like, where'd you get them? And I told them that I made them and they asked me if I could sell them, start selling them. And because I was broke, I was like, maybe this is my chance to, to start a business and stop being broke, or like at least earn some money. And so then I decided to start selling them. Even a lot of people started buying them. Um, for a while, I was able to pay rent with just selling earrings. Wow. And yeah, and, and I kept doing that for a couple of years. But then in 2017, something like very traumatic happened to me. And my mental health went even more <laughs> downhill. And I, it started reflecting in the way that I was running my business. Like I wasn't organized at all. I was, I was taking super long to create my pieces and fulfill orders like I I just I couldn't get out of bed so I couldn't even send earrings like I was just so unorganized y, no sé, me dio mucha pena, so I decided to just completely stop and stop selling them and close my I had a website and I closed my website and I was like yeah this is not for me like I feel so embarrassed um, and I'm also like, a, a, I'm my, my toughest critic, so I was so hard on myself, so I stopped doing it. And then years went by, that was like in 2017, 2018 when I stopped making them. And then 2020, 2021, I think, is when, so in 2020, no, yeah, like 2021, at the beginning of 2021, I ended a I left a very abusive relationship and I was living in Tijuana at the time and I left the relationship and then I moved to the U.S. because I didn't want to be back in Tijuana you know because I was so traumatized and so I moved to the U.S. and I was like well I can start my business again I was also unemployed I I moved from San Francisco to Tijuana in 2020 when the pandemic so I was unemployed, I was like traumatized from my past relationship and I had moved to the US. So I was like, I'm gonna start my jewelry business again and I, I wanna start, you know, something that I had left a while ago because I wasn't doing okay and I feel like I'm doing better now. So I'm gonna give it a try. So I started doing it again and también me fue muy bien, me fue mejor que la vez anterior. 
um, and I still have like my my supplies. I still have on my website. I do collection drops here and there. I think the one, the last one I did was the Cocina de Abuelita one, and that one I think I did it about a month ago, mm. and it went really well. Um, but for now, I I don't have time today because I'm. What I do with my jewelry now is I do collection drops. So each collection has a theme, like I did the Cocina de Abuelita, then I did the Leonora y Joe, which was inspired after Leonora Carrington, who is my, one of my favorite artists. And so they each have a theme, so I have to really spend time with it and kind of make sure that each piece reflects the artist that I'm doing it after or the person that I'm doing it after. So... I have, I just haven't had time, but it's still there. And hopefully I do a collection drop soon. That is so awesome. Um, I think one of the pieces that stood out to me a lot and you've, you've worn it on like social media, but you have like something very similar to it in the actual, like your page is the heart, um, mm -hmm. the red heart. I don't know if it's like a specific name for that, but like, why do you use that a lot in your, in like, in your content? Well, the, um, El Corazón Sagrado. Yeah. Um, so that one I use it a lot because just in general, like El Corazón, you know, like the Loteria card that is like El Corazón. Yeah. I really love that one. And I've, I've always loved that and just Corazón in general because all of my art really comes from my heart. Like, I think that I want people to think like I'm just saying that to say it but it really comes from my heart like all of the memories that I have all the trauma that I have even the happy moments that I have they live in my heart and everything that I create is so special to me I, I even say call my books my babies because to me they are my babies and I mm. it's just like I have so much love for them so to me, El Corazón Sagrado, also because Corazón Sagrado is also something that you see in religion a lot. Like, mm -hmm. my family is Catholic, and, you know, a lot of Mexican families are Catholic, and when mm -hmm. vas a las iglesias, you see it, like, ves a la Virgen, y ves el Corazón Sagrado, ves a Jesús con el Corazón Sagrado. So, it's just something cultural, but also something that is symbolic to me in the sense that I, I used to shame myself a lot for being sensitive and vulnerable and when I was little I used to never cry I think I talk about this in my book too there's a poem that I never cry like when my mom used to like hit me I used to not cry and just smile and but now as an adult I cry about everything like everything makes me cry and I'm super sensitive and I still feel really bad like oh wow like I'm so weak um I don't know like I just, I just, I would just shame myself. But then now I realize, like, no, that just means that I have a big heart and a heart that feels a lot. And it just means that I am human. If I'm vulnerable, that's actually a good thing because it means that I am a human. So I value that. Like, I just, I value my heart a lot. Wow. Thank you for having your heart on your sleeve because <laughs> you've been, you've been able to bring a lot of attention and awareness to feelings that, you know, that we're slowly getting by, but your poems have brought a lot of attention to that. And, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, your jewelry and your, and your poems and your writing and everything. But apart from that, what makes Vianney Vianney? Oh, um, what makes Vianney Vianney? I think, I think what makes me is, 
everything that I have lived, but also everything I have yet to live. I think me, I when I think of myself, I think of four-year-old me, and then I think of present self me and who I want to be. And just having a balance between the three of them, because I, I used to be a person of like all or nothing, or a person who used to think very black and white, and I have a hard time seeing the in between, like the gray area. But as I'm healing and as I'm learning, I think that that's who I aspire to be somebody who is in tune with my past, my present, and my future like I don't want my past to define me and I don't want I don't want to be married to my traumas you know like mm -hmm. I used to tell my therapist like yo siento que cuando estoy triste me hago una cueva y yo me entierro en esa cueva y ahí me quedo en mi tristeza and I don't want that to be me like I think my inner child deserves to also experience joy and happiness and rest so I think having that balance and trying to find that balance that is what makes me me today that is so awesome that is so awesome um i i think it's amazing that you are you know expressing your individuality oh my goodness yo no hablo inglés um you being an individual i guess i cannot say well anyways people understood <laughs> but uh, what happened Oh, no, yeah, I, I was just saying, like, I was trying to say it too, like, in, individuality. Andale, andale, así. No. Um, and expressing things that are, you know, outside the box and and being you and, you know, your uniqueness is making a big difference to a lot of people. And I really hope that you know that because sometimes it's so hard to, like, to remember that, like, we are helping you know, and that we are doing something, you know, we are making a change and because we get caught up with our lives or whatever it may be. But, um, I just, I know from, from myself and from other, you know, friends that I've peers that I've, um, shared this, that it's helping us. It's helping, it's bringing awareness to things that a lot of people don't talk about. And, and just you as a person, like you are now your own, like, what is it like your own like um brand and it's just it's so amazing and and i truly truly appreciate it and um is there any like any last words that you would like to give to the audience um i guess i would just want to encourage everyone to explore their artistic side because i know that I always tell people, like, I even tell my boyfriend, I feel like everybody has an artistic side, and I feel like anybody could be a writer. I feel like sometimes nos vamos con la pinta de lo que dice la sociedad, que es un artista, like, following the rules, like, poetry needs to look this way, and you need to follow these rules, and your art needs to look this way, but art can be so therapeutic. I know there was a time in my life where I couldn't afford therapy, and art was what saved me, like, just writing, and... I remember I had a poetry reading recently at Postres Cafe. I don't know if you know Gabriela. I saw that. I, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I love her. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, she's so cool. So I had a, a, an event with her, and I was I was telling people, like, if you want to write your feelings out and you want to express yourself and release your traumas, 
do it and if you want to call it a poem call it a poem because i'm sure many people and many like art critics or literature critics would look at my stuff and be like this is not a poem like what is this mm-hmm. but who cares i am not writing for them and i always tell them like as long as you make somebody feel something and as long as you make yourself proud and your inner child proud and as long as you're helping yourself because writing honestly it helps you release so many things so i would just encourage everybody to try it and to not be afraid to face themselves or to sit with their inner child and revisit old wounds and old memories because kind of like what we were talking about with me sharing my work with my mom like it is scary and it's gonna hurt at first but once you do it vas a sentir como que te quitas un peso de encima yeah wow <gasps> you're right you're right and it, it, it takes a minute but you're right you're completely right <laughs> oh my goodness it's been such a pleasure to have you here and I hope it's not the last time because you have a lot of information to give us and um, just so you can give out a shout out to your podcast and um, your username so people can look look you up. I'll tag you in the Instagram, but I just want for them to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yes, so my Instagram, both my Instagram and my TikTok are Vianney Jareli. And then my, well, my website is linked on my social media. And then my podcast, it's on Spotify. It is called Nostalgias Fronterizas. And that one is more chill. Like, that one is not so serious. Like, my poems, like, you probably won't cry. I I try to make it a different vibe. Like, more chill. Como que estamos comadreando. So, it's a little different. Love that. Well, hopefully you guys can check her out and just see a little bit of why I'm such a fan. And then, um, gracias por echarnos el té. Um, it has been a privilege. And, pues, gracias. Que tengas una lindísima día, all of you. <laughs> Thank Muchas gracias por estar en el podcast Echame el Té. Puedes seguirnos en nuestras plataformas echame.el.t y también un besito en donde lo quieran. <laughs>